When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PFF NFL Daily. We're recording right now, Sunday night, just as the four o'clock games have ended. It's going to be our new thing here, Sam. Instant reactions to what we just saw. Week two, almost in the books. But, man, another incredible week of NFL action. Almost every game going down to the wire. Crazy comebacks. I don't even know where to start, but we're going to do our quick version right here, Sam. Full version tomorrow on the PFF NFL podcast. So, your first big takeaway and instant reaction here from week two. Yeah, well, some of the craziest uh, games, some of the craziest things we've seen in years. Um, really, one of my biggest takeaways is just mismanagement, clock mismanagement, end of game situations, the stuff that the NFL coaches should be getting better at because, you know, there's, there's experts involved, there's people in the booth, there's, you know, there, there's a lot more information now on how to be good at these situations. It's not working. We still seem to be getting worse. Um, the Broncos incredibly bad game management almost all the way through it got so bad that the home crowd was chanting down the play clock so that they didn't have a delay of game again every time it got to 10 the home crowd started counting down so denver didn't screw it up that i I genuinely don't think i've ever seen that before it's mind-blowing that a home crowd was doing that the the jets ended up winning a game where if cleveland scored a touchdown late on if they just taken a knee on the play, you know, if Nick Chubb had sat down instead of scoring, they would have won. They could have like knelt it out from that point on. It was 24 to 17 Browns. Nick Chubb goes in for 12 yards. If he did take a knee, game's pretty much over, but they go up 30 to 17 and you think, all right, that's it. By the way, the extra point was no good. So they missed the extra point. You think, okay, well, they're still up 13 with about 30 seconds left, coverage bust for a 66-yard touchdown. Joe Flacco to Hall of Famer Corey Davis. And then the Jets get the onside kick. Joe Flacco leads the game-winning touchdown. Jets win by one. Incredible. Like, that just doesn't happen. And that was only one of the ridiculous things that happened this year. But like you said, that was part of the maybe clock mismanagement as part of that story there for the Browns. Yeah. Uh, Miami's comeback, I think, was the biggest comeback in the NFL in like 12 years or something like that. The Colts were blanked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The last time the Colts were blanked was by the Jags. The last time the Jags blanked anybody was the Colts back in 2017. Like that is just one of those weird voodoo games where one team for some reason has a complete hex on the other one. They can't seem to get out of it. Atlanta almost avenged 28 to three and then ended up coming just short again. Um, Just a, just a mad weekend of games. And what we just saw was the Arizona Cardinals coming down from 23 to 7. It was 23 to 7. The Cardinals creep back into it, including a two-point conversion by Kyler Murray to AJ Green. I mean, two two-point conversions that are unlike anything you'll ever see. First, Kyler Murray runs around for over 20 seconds for the first two-point conversion. Yeah. The second two-point conversion with no time left is from the seven-yard line because they picked up a delay of game penalty. 
And then Kyler Murray threads the needle into A.J. Green just to tie the game to go to overtime. And then the Cardinals come back and win with a walk-off fumble recovery for a touchdown, of course. I mean, literally everything that happened this week is insane and once-in-a-lifetime type of stuff. And it all happened here in week two. Yeah, that was a ton of... It got late in the game, and it was like Kyler Murray just decided to start playing, you know, backyard football again. It's like, I don't care what we're supposed to be doing. I'm just going to run around until I find something open, and that'll work. And it did. Um, And it probably opened up some space as well, because when he starts dancing around back there, the defense has to start changing the way they're defending. And all of a sudden, it's just like, no, I'll just stand in the pocket and fire a dart into tight coverage into a closing window to A.J. uh, Green. Like, that was some incredible late play by Kyler Murray in that game. I just want to say about what what you just said about Kyler Murray and the way he played. I I feel like that's part of the story here in week two. The Dallas Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals, a special player changing the game, Micah Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys. When he is left one-on-one, he's an absolute game wrecker. He did it in week one against the Bucs. He did it this week against the Bengals. You could tell that the Bengals, even in a comeback situation, were scared. They were afraid of Micah Parsons. They were afraid of the pass rush and were throwing the ball underneath far more than they would normally like to. Kyler Murray, as you mentioned, the special talents that those guys have just changes the way the other side of the ball has to play the game. That's just one of my the instant things that I've seen here in the four o'clock window in particular. Yeah, I mean, Micah Parsons generally, I think, is something that needs to be talked about. And I think, I think we said last week, and we've certainly been saying for a little bit that we should probably drop the pretense that he's a hybrid player. Like he might be the best pass rusher in the NFL. Uh, So stop playing him in coverage. Stop playing him as a true off the ball linebacker. Just let him rush the passer. I think that's happening. You know, he played 56 snaps this time and three of them were in coverage. So he's not spending a ton of time last week. It was like 20 snaps in coverage, something like that. So they're shifting the balance towards just letting him rush the passer. And it's absolutely the right decision. He was wrecking Lyle Collins. He was wrecking Jonah Williams. Cincinnati couldn't block the guy. And that was absolutely changing that game. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on uh, the stepped up same game parlays once per game all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. I'm excited just because, man, you just, when you get to the end of the 1 o'clock window, the end of the 4 o'clock window, it just feels like it is just crazy. Great finishes. We'll talk about them all tomorrow in more depth, but um, have to talk about Trey Lance, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, looks like broken ankle out for the season for the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo came in, and after spending all offseason saying, hey, what are they going to do here? We're back to Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter for the Niners, and unfortunate that we don't get to see Trey Lance. Yeah, it's sad for him uh, and sad for us that we don't get to see what he can do over the course of the season. Um, for the 49ers, this is vindication of why you why you re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo to a reasonable deal as a backup quarterback. You know, they, I'm sure, also had the idea of contingency that if Trey Lance was playing badly, they could make this switch. But that was the other element, that if he gets hurt, you might have to turn to somebody. You know, you might not want to do it, but 
at some point, sometimes injuries dictate that. And the 49ers got a horrible injury for Trey Lance. They end up having to turn back to Jimmy Garoppolo. And obviously they're in a, you know, a much better situation now than if they didn't have Garoppolo and they had to turn to somebody else, you know, a true backup caliber quarterback. Um, so this is why they make that move and land or Garoppolo rather showed that he's still capable of going out there and leading this offense to, you know, a comfortable victory over a team like Seattle. He is. I, I don't think the Niners are any less dangerous. Uh, there was always that potential that Trey Lance, we, we talked about it a lot, that Trey Lance would make them more dangerous. We hadn't necessarily seen it yet, but the Niners are still very much in the mix in the NFC. They're right there. Um, I want to go back to that Dolphins game again, too, uh, Sam. Tua Tungabailoa goes 36 for 50 for 469, six touchdowns and two interceptions. As you mentioned, uh, biggest comeback in quite a while, 35 to 14 at one point. And another one of those offseason questions we had, how much will this affect Tua, his ability to throw down, throw the ball down the field? Well, the Ravens helped with some coverage busts, but they couldn't stop Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. Both guys combined for 22 catches. Big part of Tua putting up those legit numbers, man. I mean, he's got 18% of his career touchdowns happened just today against the Ravens. Yeah, and, you know, one of my questions in the offseason was how are Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill going to combine in the same offense? Are you going to be able to maximize the effect of both of them? And in this game, they did. I mean, they are they're the only duo in NFL history to combine in a single game for, I think, 10-plus catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns each. Crazy. Um, and, okay, like you said, a ton of that was Ravens – or not a ton, but a lot of that was Ravens coverage bus helping out and those kinds of things, but – when Tyree Kill was singled up, he just ran past everybody for a touchdown. You know, these that's the kind of threat he has on any given play. And then they showed that while that is happening, they can still get a ton of production out of Jalen Waddle as well. This was the high watermark of what you would be hoping for, the optimistic viewpoint of what this Dolphins offense can be once everything clicks together. We're only two weeks in, and after the entire offseason of breaking it all down, we're already into this battle of attrition. Who's going to stay healthy? Who can handle the injuries. I think that's another one of the huge stories of the season. You already see uh, teams with depleted secondaries, depleted offensive lines. But I, I think what Miami did this offseason, adding a Tyree Kill when they already had some pretty good playmakers, they'd already gone out and gotten Cedric Wilson. They'd already drafted Jalen Waddle high. That's why Miami's up there and in uh, 2-0 right now. By the way, the Detroit Lions right now tied for the league lead with 71 points scored through two weeks, tied for the lead with the Kansas City Chiefs. As we all expected, the Lions got their first win as well. Back-to-back. I think there are three straight games now with 35-plus uh, points, something like that. Amonris and Brown putting up insane uh, yardage figures, insane catch figures every single week. Like, And they left, they left a lot of meat on the bone in this game. Jared Goff did not play particularly well for stretches, missed a lot of throws. They could have put this thing way in the distance and had 40-plus points. Like That Lions offense all of a sudden is pretty explosive. Mark Brunel has the Detroit, Detroit Lions humming. That's all I know. It's true. He's the quarterback coach. All right. We'll have the full breakdown tomorrow morning on the PFF NFL podcast. But for now, PFF NFL Daily.